Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by the company you depend upon for all of your greatest needs, Heart Life. These stories are true dramatizations from our fair city's glorious history. So listen and remember, Heart Life, all the life you'll ever need. When we last left Elizabeth Rourke and young Andrew Snidge, they had been enjoying a quiet drink on the town. Quiet, that is, until the mild-mannered Mrs. Rourke smelled the warm blood of man which awoke her inner craving for the flesh of the living, her deep hidden need to rend sinew from bone and devour the blood-rich organs of whomever she may encounter. This is the kind of frenzy in which only a pitiless corpse, free from the limitations of living human flesh, can engage. We now see the shell-shocked pair still trying to understand the melee as they return to their squatter's residence down on Q-Deck. It's nice to get out of the residence now and then, isn't it? Aww. I mean, it's nice to blow off steam. Alleviate some of the stress of being, you know, a horrific amalgamation of several dead bodies. What are, are you... Thank goodness I can still enjoy the simple pleasures, though, like a nice, quiet drink. You just ate six people! No. No, I'm quite sure I didn't. That would be inhuman, and I'm a person, so that couldn't have happened. I saw you. Would you like a sandwich? I really would not. I'll fix you a sandwich. I'm a person. Even Herbert says so. There's no way I could possibly have eaten six people. And I certainly didn't kill three others. That absolutely could not have happened. Um, you you have, uh... There's a chunk of brain in your hair. There's a chunk of what? Ew! Oh! Oh! Oh, oh, I just did that. I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe I just did that. Neither can I. Dr. West said... Call him Herbert, dear. Right. Well, Herbert said this might happen, but but he was sure it wouldn't happen with you. What do you mean he said this might happen? Well, you, you, uh, um, you know, you're, you're not the first, um, thing he's reanimated. I knew there were others. Yes, well, they, this kind of thing, it's, I mean, what I mean to say is that, well, all his other creations were flesh-eating monsters. His words, his words. You mean this has happened before? Well, he doesn't like to talk about it, but I'm pretty sure it has. I get the impression... No. Stop. He knew? He knew that this might happen? That it might happen to me? And he didn't warn me? Well, he... He thought you were different. I am different. I'm a person. I could have stopped this. If he had warned me, I could have stayed away. I would have been prepared. This is his fault! Damn him! I know he didn't think you would... I'm sure. He didn't think I could resist. Didn't think I could handle knowing what I was capable of. He treats me like I'm stupid. He knows you're not stupid. Andrew! Yeah? How am I supposed to fix this? I don't want this. 
I was glad to be alive, even this way. But if my second life is going to be like this... What do you mean? <laughs> Andrew, I eat people. Oh. And I don't even know if I can control it. Whatever that was, it didn't come from me. I don't want to live... be like this. What choice do you have? I've been dead once. It's not so bad. <gasps> you can't talk like that. Look, nobody's perfect, right? <laughs> I mean it. So you have this whole problem. And it's a bad one, I'm not going to lie. It's not going to be easy to live with it, but, well, it's not exactly easy for me to get by. I mean, it was really hard before I met Herbert. Sometimes it was impossible. I mean, there was this one day where I, I was threatened with the rat flu, kicked off a moving train, and attacked, I, I swear this is true, I was attacked by ant people. Ant people? Yeah, I know, right? But you gotta just dust yourself off, flee from the giant ants, and go on with your day. You'll be fine. We'll just be sure to keep you away from people, especially bleeding ones. No. No, it's not that simple. Sure it is. If you have a problem, solve it. I don't have one problem, Andrew. All I have is problems. My body is dead. Nobody can tell me how long this cobbled-together existence will last. My son is missing, imprisoned, dead, I don't know. And on top of all that, because that's surely not enough for one person to deal with. <laughs> not even. Just a person's head. On top of all of that... Now I find out that I may go crazy and kill everyone at any moment. And after all, obstacles can be opportunities. Everyone says so. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, I, I hide it real well, but uh, I'm not really all that bright. But it taught me to work hard. And here I am. You're saying that being a ravenous, reanimated corpse can be an advantage? Sure! A horrifying, undead monster that kills everyone around her. Not everyone! Uh, you didn't hurt me. That's something, right? You're right, I didn't. I hadn't thought of that. There you go! I was strong enough to take out a dozen people, but I didn't hurt you. Because I knew you. Right! Because you called me Mom. You said I could. Andrew, you're a gem. I think you've given me the best advice I've heard in my entire death. I'm going to solve two of my problems at once. That's great. Uh, what do you have in mind? I'm going to get Nathan. What? I'm going to get my son out. I know where they'll be holding him if he's still alive, and I'm going there. That's crazy. It's not safe. I won't hurt him, just like I didn't hurt you. Uh, no, I, I, I mean you. If I were you, I'd be more worried about them. With that, Elizabeth, filled with the false vitality of purpose and fueled by the powerful chemicals which serve as her boiling blood, sets forth once more into the twisted hive of Hartford, seeking vengeance for her own life and to save the life of her ensnared son. Will she find the people who took her beloved boy? Will she fall once more into her bloodlust and rage unchecked through the tunnels of our fair city? Find out next time as our story continues with... Death at a science fair.